And I want you to hold your place there. And if you would, would you go with me to Judges 7 verse 19. Judges 7 verses 19. Hold your places in John. I want everybody to settle in, settle down. And hear the word of the Lord. Amen. Good job, good job. When you get to Judges, say amen, please. Amen. We've got a message today. Uh, I was talking with some of my team members the other day, and uh, as God was speaking to us and through us, you know, He talked to us about shattered pieces. And <clears throat> it was such a profound revelation within me that I couldn't get away from it. And I, it's not ironic that God had not all week given me a title yet to, at least alone a word, to um, this morning's message. But we have to wait on God. We can't rush God. We have to trust God. We have to believe God will in His own time and in due season. We have to do this. We really do. So the Lord spoke to me about a thing called shattered pieces. <clears throat> and I want us to understand some things here today that the Lord would have us all to understand. And I hope that you'll be able to grasp in a revelation within your soul what God is saying in this situation and in this time, in this time, and in this season. When we go over here to the book of Judges, I'm going to go there right quick. <clears throat> Judges, the 8th chapter, verse 19. So Gideon and the hundred men that were with him. Notice that they were in unison. And the word Gideon means to be hewn out or cut down. How many of you know God has to humble us sometimes? And in this humbleness, we have to be uni unified with him. But it says here, so Gideon and the hundred men that were with him, they came into the outside of the camp in the beginning of the middle watch. And they had but newly set the watch and they blew the trumpets. Blowing the trumpets mean the sounding of the truth. And notice what they did. And they break the pitchers that were where? In their hands. And they break the pitchers that were in their hand. Though that pitcher there is a representation of a man's soul which holds the blessings of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that he gives to us. Notice what they did. They had to break the picture. God tells us in the book of Isaiah that he dwells, he is the high and he is the lofty one that dwells in eternity and he inhabits with those who are of a broken heart and a contrite spirit. Broken shattered pieces. You see, in our weakness, God is made strong in us. And what we have is, we have a soul that has been shattered. When you look at the life of all the great men in the Bible, in some way, form, or fashion, they were shattered pieces. When you look at Moses, Moses was a shattered piece when he abruptly had to leave everything in Egypt and go into a desert where he knew not whence he was to discover who he was. Shattered pieces. It can happen in an instant. When you look at Paul, Paul was in a state of shattered pieces when he went 
on his way to Damascus and on that road, God knocked him down and humbled him. He shattered him. I'm talking about shattered pieces. When we take a look at Naaman, Naaman was a great man of God. And he was a great commander of the Syrian army. And in his greatness, he still had shattered pieces called leprosy. In your life and in my life, we've got shattered pieces. But it's not the shattered pieces that God wants you to look at. We look at the shattered pieces too often in our life and in each other's life. And mostly in each other's life. That's where self-righteousness and judgment and self-judgment, righteous judgment comes into play. And it causes difficulty among the brethren and the sisters. Because we are, we're too busy looking at the shattered piece instead of looking at the greatness. But how many of y'all know that God said in his word that he doesn't want us to know one another by the flesh. But he wants us to know one another by the spirit or the greatness in us. You see, so in order to do that, we've got to be able to look through the shattered pieces in our life. And we've got to understand that we need to look at the greatness in our life and in each other's life. We've got to get beyond shattered pieces because shattered pieces are necessary. Shattered pieces are necessary simply because when we are weak, when you're shattered, you're weak, right? That's when God is made strong, according to his word. Not my word, but according to his word. So shattered pieces are necessary for Gideon and his men to break the pitcher. Because when we break the pitcher, when the soul becomes shattered, then God is able to pour in through the breaches of the wall or the shatteredness, you know. Before that, he can't get in. The flow of God can't get in as long as the pieces aren't shattered. He can only get in through shattered pieces. Amen? And what he does is he flows into that place of greatness in us. And when he flows into that place of greatness in us, then God begins to lift us up because he said, now, if I be lifted up, I will not only draw you, but I'll draw all men unto me. But not only that, if you humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, he will lift you up. Shattered pieces is our title today. So, when we go back over to the main text in John, and we see in the fourth chapter that the Pharisees, verse 1, John 4, verse 1, over there. We see here that when the Lord knew that the Pharisees, how many of y'all know that the Pharisees are the religious sect? The word Pharisee means to wound and scatter. Ain't that what religion does? Religion is an accuser of the brethren. Religion is a worker of the enemy, the demon that's in man. And what it does is, is that when the Lord knew that how the Pharisees, that's those that love the wound and scatter, that religious sect, had heard that Jesus made... And baptized more disciples than John. Now they had already had John killed. He had already went crazy. Because Herod had him killed. And Herod is false religion. Because the word Herod means having a form of godliness. But denying the power thereof. You see. So Herod had already had John killed. Because John told the truth about the situation. And even though it wasn't so much Herod that wanted him killed. Because he was fascinated by John coming to him telling him the truth. But it was them females that was around him. That had John's head chopped up. You know. So after he had decreed himself to them. You see. Be careful who you're listening to. And be careful what you're listening to. Jesus says here. 
that the word of God says here, and he baptized more disciples than John, where the Pharisees were checking Jesus out. And the word of God says here in verse 2, that through Jesus, though Jesus himself, he didn't baptize anybody, but his disciples did. How many of y'all know that when Jesus baptized, he don't baptize with water? See, Jesus don't waste his time baptizing folk with water. I'm, I'm just giving you the word now. See, 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 that's low-level baptism. When Jesus baptized you, he'll get you. He'll put something on you that only he can put on you and only he can take off. So Jesus knew what these Pharisees, the ones that like to wound and scatter, he knew what was going on, you know. And he had a vision within himself. And he decided to go on a mission at that time. Now they were in Judea at that time. And in Judea, Judea is down on this end. And then they were going to go to Galilee, which is on that end. And usually the people, the Israelites, the Jews, they will go all the way around the place because in the middle between Judea and Galilee was a place called Samaria. Big land mass. Used to be a part of the northern kingdom of Israel. Samaria used to be the capital at one time in the Old Testament of the Israel. Israel had two capitals, three capitals, Terza, Samaria, and Jerusalem. Well, Hatred came into play between them because the Samaritans, they, they, they became a mixed breed. And they became despised by the Jews. So, so, so it was unnatural for a Jew to go through and travel through Samaria to get to Galilee. They would go around it, which was much, much, much further. But Jesus said something in the text. The word of the Lord says here that in verse 4, verse 3 said, He left Judea and departed again into Galilee. Meaning he left praise and he went into the circle of the heathen. Galilee means circle of the heathen. Because he had a work to do now. Now, now watch, watch, watch Jesus as he travels here within you. He, he had a work to do. And in verse 4, he says, and he must needs go through where? Samaria. Wait a minute. Samaria is where all the heathens are. That's where all the riffraff is. Why, why would Jesus be going through Samaria? Why would he want to do that? The same reason we should want to go through Samaria is to get somebody saved. You know, same reason. The same reason why we ought to get out of that atmosphere of, well, I'm in and I don't want to be bothered or touched by any of that other stuff out there because it's no good and they're no good. You know, you've got that attitude in the church. You've got that. We've got a nasty, filthy spirit in the church that just doesn't set well with God. But he says he must needs go through Samaria. So he goes through Samaria and he stops at this thing called Jacob's well. And he's sitting there and he's resting. And you know, Jesus don't do nothing just to be doing it. He already know what's going to go on and why he's doing what he's doing before he even does it. So he's sitting there because he's waiting on an appointment with somebody. See, he's made an appointment with somebody here today that don't even realize that God has made an appointment with you. You see, but he's made an appointment. He's going to come see us. He's going to come see you. The one that he's made the appointment with. He's going to come and he's going to honor 
that appointment. So he sits there at the well of Jacob. And that particular well is a well where man tries to satisfy his own thirst. That's why you got to keep going back to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, you keep going back to it, but you're never satisfied. You know, it, it just don't satisfy you. Well, here comes this woman. Now, we know the woman is the inner sanctuary of the soul, right? We, we, we know that it's the church, you know. It's God's church, the called out ones, you know. We know that the woman is that inner place within man. Why? Why do we know that? Because God took her out of man. God didn't take her out the ground. The Bible says God took her out of one of Adam's rib, and that rib ain't no physical rib, but that word rib there means spiritual chamber. So he made her out of a spiritual chamber that was already in man. You understand what I'm saying? I know that y'all been taught that you got men got uh, supposed to have what 24 real, but they got one missing. All oh, that's a bunch of crap, man. You hear all kind of things like Eve ate an apple. Eve ain't ate no apple. The Bible don't say that. All kind of old crazy stuff. You know that that, that Christ killed a, 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 a animal and. No, that ain't what the Bible say. Read your book. The Bible say God did make coats of skin. I'm just telling you about how theology got y'all screwed up in the head. You know what I'm saying? That's why I don't deal in that. I don't deal in theology and religion and stuff. You can't get no word from God like that. All you can do is get recycled stuff. Tell your neighbor. Tell them what? Oh, how you say? It? And if a, if a dog chases tail, he get dizzy, don't he? That's why the church dizzy. They dizzy. You know what I'm saying? I don't mean to hurt nobody feel. I'm just telling you. I just speak truth up in here. You know what I'm saying? They, somebody out there in the world like truth because they keep coming to it. You know, I, I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I ain't trying to hurt nobody, but I am trying to get the truth across here today. So here comes this woman. And she comes to this well. She's been coming that whole time. You know how we do in our soul. You know how our soul does. It continues to go to the well of where we want to get filled, but we never get filled. Only for a moment, and then we have to come back again, right? When the bucket runs low, you know, we got, I got to go draw some more water. So, so, you know, back and forth, back and forth. But this particular day, there was an appointment that God had made with the individual. And the individual, I'm just telling the story in the spirit, and the individual came, and what did the individual do? She saw Jesus sitting there. She didn't know who he was, but Jesus knew all about her. He knew all about her. And he said, you know, give me a drink. The woman was baffled by it because the woman knew that he was a Jew now. And she said, wow. You know, the Jews don't have no dealings with us. If you, you know, with the Samaritans, you know, that y'all don't have no dealings with us, you know. And furthermore, I don't have nothing to draw with, I believe she said. Well, what you doing that in? If you don't have nothing to draw with, wait a minute. Something ain't adding up here. Let's go to the text here and let's just see, because I don't want to make no, no, no short, I don't, I don't want to short you. The Bible says, now Jacob's well was there in verse 6. Now wait a minute, let's, let's go back up here to verse 5. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria. That city of Samaria is an encounter with an unsaved person. The word city means encounter, to have an encounter with. You're, having a, you're about to have a, Jesus is about to have an encounter with an unsaved person. Seen here as a Samaritan. One that's been trying to feel her thirst on her own. And the word of God says that in verse 5, when they came, <laughs> when he came to the city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, the word Sychar means to be drunken. And that's what you trying to fulfill your own satisfaction will do to you. It will drunken you. You will become drunk on your own well water that you're drawing. Y'all don't hear me? I'm trying to help us all up in here. So God's word goes on here and it says that 
near the parse, near to the parcel ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. See, see, it's near. Notice, it's near salvation, but it's not there. Why is it near salvation? Because Judah is right on one end. It's right there near it, right? But here's the problem. It's not there. Just like some of us, we're in here, but we're not in him. <laughs> I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. But I got to tell you the truth, because we need to evaluate where we are with this thing. Because I'm, I'm trying to tell you. I talked to a lady last night on, on uh, uh, pre the pre-tribulation group on Facebook. We, we, we're part of that. We, we do service and work on that, trying to get people the truth. And... She, you, you know, you know, when you listen to all this old crazy stuff out here at the news and everything, them fear mongers and them wall mongers, they have your head screwed up. See, we as Christians, we ain't got no business worrying about politics. But you got more Christians caught up in politics <laughs> than they are in Jesus. Calling about a liberal and a, all of them going to hell if they ain't saved. We supposed to be we supposed to be interested in the saved and the unsaved. We ain't supposed to be worried about. We already know they're gonna be chopping heads off. That's it's already in the book. So the lady said, "I'm so afraid." Wait a minute. You're supposed to be. Ain't I been telling y'all that the church ain't ready for this? Ain't I ain't I been telling y'all that? Well, that's one of them. They come they coming out of the woodworks. You're gonna see some more. Trembling. Trembling. Please don't cut my head off. I'll take the mark. Oh, but they told me that I'd be gone. Yeah, well, they told you a lot. And when the preacher told you the truth and you saw it in the word, you still didn't believe it. See, you fought against the word of God. You didn't fight against me. You fought against the word of God. Now, the time is at hand for the movie to play in your theater. Now she's scared. I said, wait a minute, honey. I say, God didn't give us a spirit of fear. but one of love, power, and sound mind. That's rule number one, 2 Timothy 1, 7. Go thou, not y'all, but her. And after that, knowing that God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but one of love, power, and sound mind, go to book, in the book of Revelation, it's declared that we will not escape the tribulation. So what are you crying for? You know what I'm saying? Why are you hollering out, I'm scared? You've been, see, instead of you listening to Jesus, you caught up all day long on ISIS and ISIL. I could care less about any of them. Because the quicker they blow me up, the quicker I get up out of here. Absent with the body is to be present with the Lord. A man can't be free if a man's scared to die. You'll never be free if you're scared to die. Never. It ain't going to happen. If you're going to believe the Bible, the Bible says that absent from the body is to be present from the Lord. But present with the Lord. End of discussion. What you scared of? What are you talking about? Oh, they're going to chop my head off. Well, they chop Paul's head off and a bunch of more of them. So, you in, are you better than Paul? Come on, y'all. Come on. I told you, man, these padded pews to get you. I told you. And the devil coming right on in. And he tearing us up. Tearing up the whole world. Just tearing it up from the inside out. I'm just giving it to you like it is now. But, 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 but now, here's Jesus. He's sitting at that well. And, I mean, he's just sitting there. And notice that in verse 6, it said, Now Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey. I mean, y'all know we even make Jesus weary sometimes with that journey that he have got to go with us in. <laughs> so, <laughs> how you think I feel? Mm. If you make Jesus, if Jesus get weary on the journey, messing with us, how you think, I, how you think Pope Pastor feel? Huh? Talk to me now. You talk to me. I ain't mad at you. Come on, talk to me. We're going to make this thing real. We're going to make it all the way live. Yeah. 
Now, Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, he sat thus on the well. He sat there. He didn't drink none of the water. He just sat there. <laughs> he just sat there. He didn't want none of that water, but he tricked her. And it was about the sixth hour. In other words, it's time for man. It was man's time. Something's going to happen. Then here come the woman. Here she come, y'all. Oh, here she come. Yes. She's a man eater. Here she come. And the woman, she comes and she does some Samaria. And what did she do? She came to draw some water. There she is. And she's been coming there every day. But how many of y'all know you're going to keep coming to that old well that we often go to to get water? And one day Jesus is going to be sitting there and you're going to hear a voice say, give me a drink. Ooh. How about that? Been there, been coming. But all, all of a sudden, a voice. Give me a drink. Well, let's see what she does. The Bible says... In verse 9, then saith the woman, because the disciples, they've been sent out of the way. Sometimes you got to send them out of the way. Because, see, they were self-righteous. See, they wouldn't have understood what Jesus was doing. You understand what I'm saying? First thing they would have done was they would have come with that old self-righteous garbage that church folk do. Well, you know you ought not do this. You ought, know you ought to shut up. That's what you ought to do. You ought to just shut up. And let God do his perfect work in folk. Because God's finna do a work here. But we trying to, we all in God's way. Who you die for? I'm just asking. Who you die for? Who would you die for? If, if, if the real thing came. So, so it's just questions. <laughs> It's, so, verse 9 says, Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that being a Jew, ask, drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. And Jesus answered and said unto him, If you knew the gift of God, if you knew. And who it is that saith to you, Give me the drink. <coughs> thou would have had asked him, and he would have given thee living water. But see, she didn't know. But that's okay. Because here's the deal. Just because you don't know, don't mean that you got to continue not to know. You see, before you can find Jesus, who's never been lost, but before you can find him, you got to come in dialogue with him first. See, see, Jesus is slow walking up. He's in a dialogue with her. He ain't jumping on that woman, hollering about, oh, you know you ought not do this. He already knew all about that woman. And he's going to reveal that later on. He already knew about it. But we as Christians, the first thing we do is, uh, uh, and we kill that the chance that we have to minister to people. Because of that thing right there, that old finger and that old mouth. Them two things. We try, we try to make people do things that God don't eat. We, why don't we just get out of the way and stop trying to be God? Just leave God's work to himself. You're God's property. Each and every one of you. It's not my job to try to make any of y'all do nothing. All I can do is give you the knowledge and let God and trust the God in you. God told me, be still and have faith in God. He said, just, every time I want, be still and just have faith in God. Because God's going to deal with some situation. Yeah, he sure is. He said, now you just be still. You just be still and have faith in me. And watch what I do. Watch what I do. Because, see, man don't understand your plight or your flight. And they give you all kind of instructions and stuff, you know, but they don't understand. Shout peace. They don't understand that, see. Oh, I'm talking real up in here. 
I'm talking real up in here. Everybody up in here got shattered pieces. You see? You see? You see? And, and, and like Brother Tony was saying uh, Friday when they came down to talk to me, him and Sister Sandy, he said, you know, and you know, no weapon formed against you or outside of you will prosper, right? But what people will do is they'll take them broken pieces. You thought I didn't hear you. They'll take them broken pieces that you got and they'll try to stab you and kill you with them. You understand what I'm saying? That's what they do now. I'm not trying to help you. <laughs> they'll pick the sharpest one. And that's the one. Bro, shattered pieces. No weapon formed against you will prosper, but they'll pick that shattered piece. You know what I'm saying? And they'll try to make your identity your crisis. Whatever your, whatever your broken piece is, they'll try to make that your identity for the rest of your life. The devil is a stinging lie. The devil is a lie. He's a liar. Shattered pieces, people. Shattered pieces. Oh, God. Let's, let's, let's roll on a little way. Now, verse 11 says, The woman said to him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with. He said, Give me drink. Well, if you came to the well, you ought to have something to draw with. <laughs> you know. But when she, not understanding spiritual things, when she hear Jesus speak in the red letter that if you knew who I was, you'd ask me for drink. First thing she started looking for was what carnal-minded people look for. Something that, see, so I told you, you can't deal in this word by the standards of the world. Can't do it, don't work. There's an invisible thing. That'll get that water up to you. If you call it up. Uh, so, 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 so the word of God said, the woman said to him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Oh, yes, it is. From whence then hast thou that living water? She asked that question. Where's this living water coming from? Well, look at 1 Corinthians uh, 2.14, and it'll tell you what kind of mindset she was in. 1 Corinthians 2.14. Say amen when you get there. The word of the Lord said, but the natural man, see, she was the natural. She was unsaved. Say, are y'all there? <laughs> Say, but the natural man, that's the unsaved man, received not the things of the Spirit of God. See, she didn't understand what Jesus was saying because she was in her natural way of being. See? See, when you come into the house of the Lord and you're still thinking like a called Christian, you can't get with HOD's teaching because they'll be born to you. You won't understand it. You'll be, you'll be messed up. What is he talking about? He's crazy. No, 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 no. You crazy. You crazy. Because you know, if you want to get uncrazy, then you got to get not with the Natural man, because he don't receive nothing from the Spirit of God. But for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are what kind of discerned? Spiritually discerned. So, so see, the Spirit wasn't working in the child, so guess what? She couldn't see the rope to bring the water up that Jesus was talking about. Because, see, it was a spiritual rope. It was something not seen with the naked eye. You see what I'm saying? You know, because you see, we, we, we got to stop trying to walk this thing by sight. We've got to learn to walk it by faith. See, but if she knew at that point who Jesus was, then she might have had the faith. And God would have gave her the water right then. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'm just proving with you. We're going to get out of early problems. Maybe. Bible says here, verse 12, Art thou greater than our father Jacob's seed? Now here we go. We come down here. Because here we go. See, we're in a dialogue. <coughs> and what Jesus is doing, <coughs> he's slow walking. He's taking his time with her in a conversation. Now notice what she just did and where she's about to go. She's about to go to the only thing that she knows. 
religion. Watch what she fixed. Watch what she. Watch what she get ready to do now. She don't know that she talked to the man of salvation. That ain't got nothing, Religion ain't got nothing to do with him. You know, but 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 she can't go no place that she don't know, right? She can only go where she know, right? You know, you know. I mean, she said in verse twelve, "Art thou greater than our father Jacob?" Huh? She don't went religious now. See, which gave us the well and drank therefore himself and his children and his cattle. See, Jacob didn't call him Israel. Call him Jacob. Well, when he was Jacob, he was a fool. Huh? She didn't call him by his new name. She called him by his supplanter name. Crafty. So if you drinking water out of a crafty well, guess what? You tore up. And you're going to tear some folk up. It says that in verse 13, Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drink of this water shall thirst again. So you're going to thirst again of that water that you keep trying to satisfy your thirst with. That ain't going to work. Whether it's wine, women, drugs, money, it don't make no difference what it is. You're going to thirst again. It, it might just satisfy you for a season, but did you know the way of a transgressor is hard? It's only going to satisfy you for a short time. That's all it's going to do. Amen? Watch the words. Verse 14 says, But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Well, you see, there's the rope right there. She worried about how she going to get the drink instead of just saying, I want the drink. Instead of trying to figure out how you're going to get saved, just tell Jesus, I want to be saved. You, you understand? Don't worry about how. About to say, whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Just, he'll reveal to you the rest of the story. But don't worry about how the water going to get drawn. That he asking you, do you want some of this to drink? If somebody asks you, do you want some of the drink? Don't be asked where you get it from. Where did it come from? Do you want any or not? You know what I mean? Do you want any or not? Verse 15 says, And the woman said to him, Sir, give me this water. See, he doesn't draw in now. You know, drawing in conversation. She so gotta have dialogue. Gotta have conversation. Now he's drawn her in. And now that he's drawn her in, she's about to get saved. But before he can get before she can get saved now, he gotta do some things. He got he gotta tell her about herself. See, he got he, he gotta explain some things to her. Cause that comes along with the program too, y'all. Hmm? Because if you don't know where you're going wrong, come on. You do it again. So, the word of God says here in 15, the woman said unto him, Sir, give me, the, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come here to draw. In other words, I'm tired of coming into this well <laughs> to get refreshed. I want that water that will cause me never to thirst for anything else again. Give me that water. That's the water that I want. And Jesus, what Jesus does is, Jesus says, Jesus said unto her, go. Now you're to get personal with her. Go, call thy husband, and come hither. Now, now come on. He already knew about it. He already knew about it. And what he does is, verse 17, saying, the woman answered and said, I have no husband. Mm -hmm. And Jesus said unto her, you know, you, thou hast said well, thou hast no husband, because you got five. And then you got another one, and the one you're with ain't your husband. That's six. I'm just talking about broken pieces. 
those were broken pieces in that woman's life. But that didn't move Jesus, because Jesus was looking at the greatness that he had already placed in her from the foundation of the world. He wasn't concerned about that. That didn't move Jesus. That moved religious folk. That didn't even touch Jesus. Jesus said, you know, you said, well, you, you, you got five of them, and the one you're with now ain't your hug. Shattered pieces. Five plus one more equal what? She had come to the end of what man could do for her. Six is the number of man. She had come to the end. See, there's a point where we come to the end of what man can do for us, church. And we got to turn it over to God. We got to do that. And that's very difficult. Because all of our life, we've been putting our trust in man, in man's war machine, in man's money, in man's economy. We've been putting our trust in everything except God. But there will come a time when you will come to the end of it. And Jesus will be sitting at that well that you keep running to. He'll say, give me a drink. But really what he's saying is, I want to give you something to drink. But I got to get you in dialogue with me. I got to get you talking to me first. Before I can do a job on you, we've got to interact with each other. We've got to communicate. So what does Jesus do? Jesus takes this woman and he doesn't condemn her. But what he does is, he said, go and you tell your hub. And goes on and he said, you got five husbands. And the one you're with now is not your husband. <coughs> and now all of a sudden, in verse 19, she begins to go. She begins to go what we call religious again. She said, I perceive you a prophet. Do you call I told you that? I could have got that information from anybody in town. <laughs> They'd have been glad to tell me that, wouldn't they? Huh? <laughs> they would have. I mean, you know, you know so-and-so. Oh, yeah, that's that, yeah. Oh, God, I can hear him now. And here this poor woman need to be saved. I mean, we're pitiful. We are a pitiful people. Church folk are pitiful. They are the worst. Because they got an answer for everything and don't know nothing. Jesus Christ. So, Jesus says it. He says now, you got these five hundred and she said, I perceive you're a prophet. Now she's going religious again. Verse 20, say, our fathers, there she go again. See, it take a while to get that religion out of you. He working her though. He, look at that. Because <laughs> that's all she know, y'all. You know what I'm saying? If all you know is once a month, you're supposed to wear some white gloves and <laughs> Shut up. And you come up in here and you don't see us do this for a while, that might disturb you. But if you knew what the Bible says, that we're supposed to discern the body before we do this. We ain't supposed to just do this. The Bible says you're supposed to discern what condition the body. Well, who the body? Who the body? Yeah. So, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> so now they come to all this church all broke down looking crazy. Well, the Bible says if you don't examine yourself and take it that unworthily, that's why many of them are sick and sleep. I'm just telling you what the... Hello, world. It's me again. I'm here again. Go ahead and shoot. It's me again. Now, it said, now, our fathers worshipped in this mountain. And you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. You know, now, now you see, that's that religion again. They can't get out of it. 
<laughs> but old Jesus, he come back and he say, woman, <laughs> I can hear him now. Woman, because he's trying to teach her something, but she keep going back. And, and, and you know, she, she went on old boy, because old boy already wore out. That's why he's sitting on that well. Bob said he was weary of that journey, fooling with us. Shut up, Eddie. Fooling with us, I say. He weary. Boy, you woke me out. You know? So he sits down at the well. And he said, Now, woman, watch you wearing. Verse 21. He said, Believe me. The hour will come when you shall neither in this mountain. See, he tanned up that religion again. Nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. See, he just tore her whole head up again. Because all she ever believed. See, he tanned down religion. He tanned it down. Every time she come back with it, he tanned down with the truth. Every time they come to me with it, I tanned down with the truth. But they'll quit coming after a while. I'm going to stop fooling with him. He ain't going to do right. Sure, I'm not. Not, not right by your standard. The word of God now. I'm just teaching us on He said, verse 22, say, you worship the Jesus now. He said, you, you worship and you don't even know what it is you worship. <laughs> you up there telling lies, oh God, talk about God told you, you go, that you're going to get a million dollar home and stuff. Why are you? Yeah, but... You ain't planted nothing to get a million dollars home. So how's it going to happen? You ever seen anything grow and you ain't planted nothing? Come on, man. Just call some old rinky-dink, jack-leg, false prophet or prophetess come and tell you a bunch of lies. You know you ain't doing nothing on a million dollar status. Come on, y'all. It got you... Grabbing out of the air in a hurricane. <laughs> that hurricane beating your head to death. Now you got a, a, a Mercedes Benz and you can't even pay for it both ways. And you, and, you, and you struggling, but when you got it, you're talking about, you know, the Lord blessed me. Did he really? Because God don't add no sorrow to his blessing. If he give it, if you got it, and God give it to you, it ain't going to be hard for you to handle it. And that's why I don't preach that old false doctrine up in here. Telling them lies to folk and have folk in broke. Looking all crazy. Coming up in there, oh, to kill me. Because it don't work out. Never put that on me. He's like, now you worship not. You don't know what you're worshiping. You know, we know what we worship. For salvation is of the what? Mm-hmm. That's Jesus saying that. See, we Jews. Yeah, we are. Y'all ain't know. <laughs> Some of them look at me like I'm crazy. They don't know who they are. <laughs> you didn't, who you think God talking to? Go to the book. Go to Romans 2, 28 and 29. I'm took, taking you there 50, 11 times. How many times you got to see that? Before you realize you're a Jew. <laughs> God Almighty, you still over here looking. You done give your. <laughs> you done lost your mind. You better claim your heritage. You over yonder, over in a, You know what I'm saying? What the book say? Book say a Jew is not a Jew because of his what? But because of what's in him. Just like circumcision is not circumcision is on the outward, but. Circumcision of the heart. We're talking about salvation here. A Jew is a Jew because of what's inside of him, what God has done inside of him. And if you don't believe that, then go to Romans 11:22, and you'll see where the wild olive was grafted in to the good olive tree. Now, if I'm grafted into the good olive tree, that means I'm same as the, I'm eating from the same root. Oh, y'all don't want to talk to me. Say, say you don't want to talk to me. See, see, you got that religion in you, but see, I lay this thing in your head, now it's up to you whether you accept your heritage or not. Now, you keep running around here hollering about I'm an African-American and everything, you are crazy. You are Jew. 
you know, African-American and a Caucasian and all that old crazy stuff. Jesus saved us. We're all Jews. You better carry your heritage. But see, these folk got y'all dumb and rotten, got y'all against each other. Because I see it on Facebook all the time, how Christians are against each other. Because one think this and another thing. You remember we teamed up on that food? That food shut us down, didn't he? I can't take no more. Because he didn't want nobody to be a Jew, but who he wanted to be. You understand what I'm saying? But the word of God says in the book of Galatians 2, 28 and 29, I think it's Galatians 2, 28 and 29, or either 3, 28 and 29, one or the other. It's either 2, 28 or 3, 28. It tells us that there are no more Jew, there are no more Greek, which is no more Gentile, but we're all one in Christ. And if we be one in Christ, we're heirs to the promise. And the seed of Abraham. Well, I hate to bust y'all bubbles, but did y'all know that Abram, before he became Abraham, was a heathen? But he became Abraham through salvation because the gospel was preached to him, and he believed it, and he became a Jew, and the father of him. Oh. 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 There it is. There it is. I'll tell you all these old crossed up doctrines. Galatians, is it three or two? Mm -hmm. Three, twenty-eight and twenty-nine? Amen. I'm just trying to help you out. See, they'll try to take your heritage from you. See, if the devil can get you to stay stupid and dumb and ignorant and keep you from coming up in here learning that house, then you know what? Then he got you. You'll never know who you really are. And you'll always be subject to that old cornflake religion that they got out there. That old popcorn religion, I call it. And they done sent you out on a construction job and you eating popcorn. How long is that going to last? Didn't you say you had a rough day Saturday? Hey, huh? Go out there and eat some popcorn and try it. <laughs> yeah. Go do that. Now, verse... 23 say, but the hour coming and now is. When the what kind of worshiper? True. Shall worship the Father. And they got to worship him in what? Spirit and in truth. For this is the, the Father seeks such kind to worship him. See, see, Jesus kept breaking it. He, he kept breaking that religion down in her to get her to this point. The hour is coming and is not that true worshipers of God is going to have to worship him in spirit and in truth because the Father seeketh such kind to worship him. Why? Verse 24. Because God is what? Okay, let's break that down. Let's hold it right there. What are they talking about? The first word there is God. What are you talking about? Well, God, the divine ruler and creator of us and everything. That's God. He is a what? Spirit. And a spirit is a mind. Because you can't have a spirit without a mind. Because it's the spirit that created everything. And the spirit has to be able to blueprint everything before it. That's why they call God the grand architect. You understand? So the word spirit there in its Form means breath, and it means intelligence, and it means mind. That's why I say, let this mind that's in Christ be where? In you. Let this spirit that's in Christ be in you. Because whatever mind you got, it comes with a spirit. Why? Why would you say that? Because Ephesians, now I'm just telling you what Ephesians said in verse 423, say, be ye renewed in the spirit of your what? Mind. Got it? So God, the divine ruler and creator of everything, is a mental, intelligent mind. And those that worship him must worship him in, which is mind, be ye renewed in the spirit of your mind. That's the word of God. It didn't say be ye renewed in your mind. Read the text. Ephesians 4, 
23 says, be ye renewed in the of your mind. Because your mind is a spirit. And it has to be renewed in what? Truth. Where is truth? Who is truth? Jesus. He's the way, the truth, and the life. The word of God. Are you following? I'm about done. I'm about done. Now, now, now the word goes on. And the woman said in him, I know that Messiah comes. See, she's still. Well, let's go to Psalm 62, 61, verse 2. You don't have to go there. You can write it down. Psalm 61, verse 2, where it says, God is talking about uh, when my heart, even unto the ends of the earth, shall I cry unto thee. Is that there? For when my heart is overwhelmed, that word heart there means mind. It ain't got nothing to do with this right here. That's the essence of you. When the essence of you is overwhelmed, Lead me to the rock, which is the word, which is Christ, that is higher than I. You understand? Lead me to that. When I'm messed up. When I don't know. Take me to that place where I, I can depend totally on God. Because how many of y'all know? Man will fail you. Don't you put no trust in him. Don't trust man. Man ain't right. He'll just have to do right to right get here, but he ain't right. In other words, we all we got right now is man. <laughs> and we have to deal with each other until Jesus come get us. <laughs> oh, Lord, the journey. Oh, I can see poor Jesus now. I can see him now in that way. Boy. Sitting on that way, waiting on that appointment. Had another appointment. Mm -hmm. One of them long ones. Jesus Christ. So, in closing, he said, she says, I know that Messiah, when he comes, which you call Christ, that when he comes, he, he'll tell us these things. Then he reveals, he drops the bomb on it, he says, I that speak unto thee and he. And upon this, oh, here come religion again. <laughs> See, here it is. The disciples came, and although they were scared to say something to Jesus, they were thinking inside themselves, what are you doing with that woman? You know how we do. You know. You know. You know how we do if uh, If a lady with a short dress come up in here and I take it in the office, you know how we do. What are you doing up in there with her? <laughs> yeah. See that? That is. The lady with the short dress. That's dealing with Jesus. And here come them yo-yo. They ain't saying nothing, but they talking among themselves. What are you doing up in there? You stayed too long. <laughs> uh, old girl, my, old girl needs somebody to talk to. You know, I get people all the time say, "Don't man, can I feel you? I talk with you?" Well, that's my job. I'm a pastor. That's my job. To see what them folk need. All you religious folk. <laughs> yeah, buddy. He been in there too long. Well, you come on in. Doors open. You see me sitting in my chair? Name over there. Come on in. But you ain't gonna stop me from doing my job. I don't care what you say or who you say it to. I'm sorry. God got me at the helm of this ship, and as long as I'm in the helm of this ship, I'll run this ship the way God tells me to run it. You understand what I'm saying up in here? So get that in your britches. I'll go sit something else, but I'm trying to be nice up in here. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. All right. He said, 
See those disciples come in upon the came these disciples, verse 27, and marveled that he talked with the woman. He didn't what are you doing down there? But no man said, What seekest thou or why talkest thou with her? But they were saying it in their heart and among themselves. And then the woman, look what she did. She left her water pot. That's her soul that she'd been feeling. She left that. And she went her way into the city, which is another encounter. And said to the man, come, see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Then they went out of the city. See, they went out of the, and into another encounter. They went out of the encounter that they were in, and now they're coming to see the encounter that she had ran upon. The Bible says here, <coughs> and they went out of the city and came <coughs> unto him. Well, as we can see here, not only did Jesus save the one that nobody else wanted to fool with, but after he saved her, she went and got some more. Yeah, that short dress wearing girl. That one. That one that don't nobody want to fool with. That one. You know what I'm saying? She ought not be coming up in there like that. Well, that's all she know. She, 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 that's all she got. You don't like what she wearing? Buy her something. Amen. Run your that's mouth. Buy her something. Mm. Oh, mouth. You know what I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Mouth. Thing is, the girl came and got word. Uh huh. Thank you. That's right. Thank you, Lord. So, 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 when we, so when we, when, 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 when we see what God is doing in our life, we see how important it is for us to obey the voice of God. Amen. He said, I must need go through Samaria. Well, if he hadn't gone through Samaria, she wouldn't have got saved and the whole city got saved. The whole city of men. The same one she been married to, she probably don't, huh? But she went back and got her. See, she gave him something better than her. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. See, 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 the girl didn't know nothing else to do. But when she learned better, she gave better. When we learn better, we'll give better. Instead of, and, 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 and instead of doing this crazy stuff that we be doing. But religion is so crazy. Until it's a demon out of hell. And you got to be strong to kill that demon in folk. And every time you see it rise his head, you take a sword and you chop it off. Because if you don't, it will destroy a church. And it'll have you doing it, what it, I'm gonna tell you exactly what it'll have you doing. It'll have you cleaning the cups on the inside and inside, on the outside and on the inside. Them things got crud all in them. All because you set a standard where people can't come and express their shadow peace. Amen. Y'all give God some praise. Come on up, Bernie. God can do some work. Amen. God can really do some work when we are shadowed. And that, that is still so awesome. You know, I, I'm, 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 I'm thinking there's probably going to be a lot of hands raised to want this particular CD. Amen. Amen. I see the hands going up now. Amen. And tell you the reason why. Keep your hands up. And tell you the reason why. A lot of times when we study the Word of God and we've been taught the Word of God, what happens is we read it one way, but when God uncovers the Word, 
it is a lot, whole lot more to it than what we really think. Amen. Amen. So let's raise our hands. Let's see how many people so uh, Chair Deacon can get an accurate count. One, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, ten chair, ten, 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 um, ten CDs. And please, ma'am, please, sir, please uh, remain to be able to, to get your uh, CDs. And those that are uh, given additions or are new in the house, allow them to get their CDs first. Amen. Because most of us hang around talking anyway, right? Amen. So we just thank and praise God once again for the word. And what was the word today we're going to remember this week? Shattered pieces. Amen. 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 Shattered pieces. That's a powerful. And take those CDs, listen to them, go over it all week long. And you will, I guarantee you, you will hear something that you did not hear while you were sitting here when you listen to it again. Amen. Because it's, we, we, we try to grasp as much as we can. But somehow, some things elude us. So we just want to make sure that we uh, take that word and listen to it throughout this week. Because we're going to need it. Amen. And as we need it now, then we're going to need it even more this week. Amen. So we're, we're honored and thanking praise God. Um, at this time, we're going to, we'd like to acknowledge um, today, we thank uh, um, Sister Loretta for being with us in Greenville. Amen. Amen. Just raise your hand. We just thank and praise God for your being with us again. And uh, uh, those of you who have not met my sister Loretta, please uh, take the time to, to meet her. Uh, she's a family. She's part of the, uh, a family of Christ. Amen. Yeah, she watched the broadcast and she showed up, you know, and uh, often, as often as she can, she, she, she gets here. So we just thank and praise God because God got people everywhere. Amen. We are the family of God. Amen. And we just thank and praise God. So take the time and say hello, amen, and greet one another, amen. And we're going to stand and we're going to, uh, oh, yeah, thank you, Holy Spirit. Uh, we're going to give God a hand clap of praise. Brother Roderick is in the house. Raise your hand, Brother Roderick, amen. Amen. Praise God, amen, amen. Brother Roderick has been having to work every Sunday. And he, you know, he, he sent us a message. He said, I will be there this Sunday. So we just thank and praise God and his wife, Didi, and his son, they faithfully came on, even though he was over there slaving the BMW, but um, he's been released, amen. So we just thank and praise God that he was with us today, amen. And we're going to believe that uh, uh, he's going to continually be able to be with us on Sundays, amen. So we just thank and praise God, amen. All right, now, do we have any uh, uh, prayer requests? We do know that since Angie's, um, uh, one of her relatives passed away with cancer this week, Bill Smith, is he yeah. passed away, so we want to pray for the, uh, the family uh, who um, uh, lost a loved one. And so we want to remember them. Annie. The Gordon, the Gordon family, and he 